I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heavens. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man. We are glad to have you listening to Atlanta's number one sports station. It's number one sports show, Dukes and Bell. Here's the deal. We got to stop living in the past. We got to stop talking about what people have done and not what they're doing. And with the rumors out there about Bill Belichick, who is now a free agent, and him being tied to Atlanta and everybody's concerned and people are hitting us up, Dukes and Bell, Mike Bell, Carl Dukes, are they going to bring in Bill Belichick? We don't know. But this is what I do know, Mike. The reasoning for me has nothing to do with whether or not Mike and I have to talk to him. Okay? (laughs) That's a sidebar. It has nothing to do with it. We kick butt throughout the week. One segment, if it's bad with Bill Belichick or whomever, will not kill this show. What I am concerned with as a Falcon fan is why are we living in the past? The last five years, Mike, all the things that people are talking about with Bill Belichick, he hasn't won Jack. The last five. You go back to when Tom Brady left, and this was his moment to shine, right? You say, man, it's Brady or Belichick. He's going to take this team and take it to the next level and show everybody and stuff it down Brady's throat and show everybody how good he is. He didn't. Mikey made all the decisions. He made all the personnel moves. He had full autonomy to do whatever he wanted to do. And his record's 29 and 38 over those years without Brady. Why, Mike Bell, would you want to bring this in based on what he has accomplished not what he's doing. If he had been, Mike, coaching the way that we thought he would when, when, when Brady left and this team was in the playoffs every right. year and they were vying for maybe Super Bowls and the team had completely turned over and changed and he had his quarterback, Mike Bell, I'd feel completely different about this. But I don't when it comes to Belichick. Now, I, I, I know that some folks are enamored with the stability he would bring because, we, we are, look, we, let's just stop you know, dancing around the subject. We are a dysfunctional franchise. But I don't think bringing in a guy who'll be 72 in the spring who has lost his fastball quite clearly. When you take a defensive coordinator who's never coached offense, and I think because you feel – and I, th- I said on the, on the message I did on Twitter today, Carl, maybe a degree of hubris, like you've created such a machine with the Patriots, you can actually make this work when everybody around the world of football said this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And no, Bill Belichick's smarter than everybody. No, I want no part of this, guys. Like, his legacy stands on its own. There'll be a great debate for every sports talk guy and you guys in bars. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? The record without Brady is what it is. 
And, yes, he will come in here and he'll have to find a quarterback, which he's proven since Brady he's not really good at. So I, I just I, – I know it's a hard pass for me. I want Jim Harbaugh. I want Jim Harbaugh. And if I can't get him, I'll take one of these young up-and-coming assistants. But I don't want this because in three years when we're not doing anything, this guy's going to be 75. Now, if you tell me he's going to bring Josh McDaniels in, he's going to reassemble some of the things that did work in New England, that's a different conversation. And how? what is the draft but, strategy? But is it, what though? are we going to do with the quarterback? But is it, though? What yeah. did Josh McDaniels do with the Raiders, Mike? Oh, you know, well, he, had but, the, he had Devontae no, but, Adams. He but he's not a head coach. What's happened to being an OC? Yes, but he's still calling the plays. Yeah, the offense he, was crap. Yeah, but he's a good offensive coordinator. It's apparently under Bill Belichick. When he goes and leaves a reservation, he's a disaster. Well, see, but I'm I just playing devil's advocate for that argument. I understand, but I don't trust that either. Like, everybody says, well, we'll bring Josh McDaniels and it'll be great. Why? He just had his opportunity with the Raiders to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. He had offensive pieces, and he didn't do anything with it. Yeah. I just I, I don't buy into that notion that – just because, well, he's not been good the last five years. He lands at Hartsfield, and everything's great. I mean, look, I said this to Carl yesterday. I brought this up with Andy Randy. You know, whether it's Phil Jackson going to the Knicks, you know, when you don't have the stars there and you don't have this thing set up, or it's even like a guy like Don Shula. Don Shula at the end was not doing – he was winning nine or ten games. He should have been winning 12, 13 and going to Super Bowls. You know, you, you, you don't get – not everybody gets better with age. Pete Carroll is energized. Look, he was forced out in Seattle. He wants to get back out there and a shot and a crack at it. And Pete's a different energy guy. And as Carl said, it has nothing to do with the interviews. Although I will say this, for all you guys who were calling Arthur Smith FedEx boy and, oh, he's a smug son of a gun and he's snarky, well, you can get ready for Bill Belichick because if you want to hear some information about your team, you're not going to get any. I'm so, not, you know, so you're trying to energize the fan base about a new direction. Yeah, we'll get ready for the Jets next week. More snaps he gets, sure. Big kick. Yeah, big kick. Chipping away at him. Yeah, that's right. So we practice it. Yeah, yeah I'll see you right. So you, take it, get ready, Bill, on that one. Yeah, you, if that's what you want. I, I'm not debating what he was because you can't take it away. I'm debating what he is. That's my issue. What is he right now? You can tell me, well, he's the greatest coach. So was Mike when he went to the Wizards. But he wasn't Mike. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Here are the candidates that we do know that have been requested to be interviewed by the Falcons. Defensive coordinator for the 49ers, Steve Wilkes. Lions OC, Ben Johnson. Boom, there you go. Lions DC, Aaron Glenn. Ravens assistant head coach, Anthony Weaver. They have also contacted and requested to talk to Brian Callahan. He's the OC with the Bengals. And Raheem Morris, who is the DC with the Rams. And we're familiar with Raheem because he was here and uh, the interim coach for 11 games after Dan Quinn got fired. He left, went and won a Super Bowl, and has his team uh, back in the playoffs with a very good, young, and, and active defense. With that said, I think all of these guys should be considered serious candidates. I'm not taking anything away. And if you're going, well, what about Belichick? He's a free agent. He can talk to whoever he wants to, all right? These guys are currently employed by NFL teams, and therefore you put the request in to ask and see if you can interview them. Right. You're going to have to spend a fortune on Belichick. He's not working for peanuts, guys. And the other thing is, what is your, what is some of your pushback on Harbaugh? You know, all you guys are, well, Harbaugh cheated. Well, what the hell did Bill Belichick do? Okay. I mean, he was the hot show CEO. He ran everything. Nothing in that organization happens without Bill Belichick say so. But you guys are hung up on what Michigan was. Who gives a flip? This guy, Harbaugh, has won everywhere he's been. Everywhere. From San Diego to Stanford to the 49ers to now Michigan. When some guys like Feinbaum, big bald stooge, said he never won a national championship. So stop with the cheating nonsense. It would be so out of character for Atlanta. It would be so out of character for Rich McKay and Arthur Blank to get Harbaugh in here. So, I mean, that's what I want. You want to really get things rocking? This guy loves physical football. Guys love playing for him. We read some articles from when he left the 49ers, how much they missed him. So, come on. Let's, if we're going to do something, let's do it big, Carl. Money talks, Mike. BS walks. What are you offering? 
What are you doing to get him? You'll be the highest paid coach in the NFL. Okay. So is that that's that's a starting point. That's the first thing that we have to establish. Fine. A quarter of the NFL doesn't have a coach right now. And as Carl said, there may be more by the weekend. Now, you can sit and wait until some of these dominoes fall, which they might. Maybe they target one of these younger guys. But I'm with Mike. You shoot for the stars. And then if it doesn't happen, you've got a second plan or a third plan in place, and, and let's go from there. But why w- if the job is open, why wouldn't you want the best guy? Right. I mean, if you want to go by virtue of who's established, I mean, and by the way, John McClain, you and I talked about this the other day, and I was of the impression that perhaps, you know, I don't know, does, does Arthur Smith turn around to, uh, to Mike Vrabel and say, the Falcons, screw that noise, that's a train wreck. But I don't think that's he can say that because he was part of the reason we failed because of ridiculous play calling and bad decisions in Art, the draft. Art knows. I mean, yeah. if he's being honest with himself, he would. If you asked him privately, he'd tell you, "I chose the wrong quarterback." Correct. If, and again, that's it. If you don't, that's why Belichick's brand is because you don't have a quarterback. You had to roll dice of Cam Newton one season at the end of his career. Yeah, guys. If you get back to it, and John McClain said Vrabel might be the number one guy, uh, you know, he thinks for us, maybe that's not such a, an impossibility. Although some people, Carl, would say just from an aesthetic standpoint, oh, you're going back to Tennessee twice. What's up with that? Yeah, I just think every individual is, is you got to judge them for their own thing, man. And for Art, this was his first time coaching. It doesn't even compare to what Vrabel did in Tennessee. Mike, they were in an AFC championship game. They won a division twice. Okay. I mean, Maybe three times, if I'm correct. I mean, the, the 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 resume speaks for itself for his time there with what they were able to accomplish. And I get it. Art came into a, a different circumstance. But he, I think I would judge. I would hope people would judge each individual, any of these guys, for not where they are, or where they're coming from, or who they work with. What can they bring? He's got an established identity with his style of play. That is why he's an attractive uh, right. candidate. And what we've already got in place, and that's the other thing for guys, we're not the Carolina Panthers, okay? They've got one good defensive lineman and then a whole lot of meh on that team. You know, we've got a lot of good pieces. We've got a solid offense. I mean, as far as the offensive line that ranks high, it runs the football well. If you're physical, we've got that ability. We've got two great running backs. That plays to what Vrabel wants to do. And, and you know, I just, to me – the guy of all the young assistants who haven't been head coaches, the guy I keep coming back to is Ben Johnson from Detroit, who you're going to see Carl against the Rams and see what he does because he would also, I think, be able to utilize when you look at how Detroit plays weapons. Right? They went and got Jameer Gibbs. Remember they, how high they went and made that move? You know, th- that's a team. It, it, you're looking at what we should have looked like. Look at what Detroit was doing. Texans OC Bobby Slowick, uh, also a candidate now to be interviewed. He's never been a head coach. But he left the 49ers along with D'Amico Ryans, and you see what they've done with the Texans. Again, hot name. I think he's where Ben Johnson was two years ago, Mike, in my opinion. I think you talk to him, and if he blows your socks off, great. But I don't know. Two years ago, if Ben Johnson was ready to make the jump, this year he is. And for guys that wonder, what do you get from a guy who's working with Shanahan? Does he control every aspect? He was the pass, offensive passing game coordinator, so that would mean he was in the film room with Brock Purdy. Right, last year. And, then he's, and he's working with C.J. Stroud as the O.C. this year. That's, you know, small sample size, but it's two for two, right? Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, we've got choices. Who the choice ultimately is going to be is going to be decided by the front office, all right? And I don't want to slight anybody. We know what's going on, but I don't want to slight anybody. I'm hoping, matter of fact, he, he's probably the guy that's coming up with this list. And I'm talking about our general manager, Terry Fontenot, because he knows all these guys. Okay, this is this is his world. This is where he's been working before he took this job. My guess is, Mike, along with other folks there in the front office, they're they're the folks coming up with these lists and then they're going to go from there. And I'm hoping 
that Terry Fontenot is involved in these interview processes. When you talk about talking to Anthony Weaver or Glenn or Steve Wilkes, he should be the guy that's talking to them from a football perspective to understand what do you want if you were to come here and how can I help you? What are we looking at? Because if he's not, that's a disservice. Well, I mean, half the NFL is looking at us like we basically sent a giant bat signal out to Bill Belichick by not having the general manager at the press conference. To say, come on down, and you will not, you'll, you know, you can maybe stick around and he'll tell you who to go get. Let me ask you something. If it is Belichick, does Belichick tell Arthur Blank, I don't need him? No, he will. Yeah, he'll be gone. Fontenot will be out. I don't need him. Yeah, I, I would, I think there's, you know, a, a one in five chance that Fontenot would stick because Belichick will bring somebody down from New England. Great. How's that worked? Well, we uh, look, Arthur Blank, and guys said to me, what do you mean Arthur Blank's obsessed with? Uh, well, he went and got Dimitrov, and then Dimitrov said, well, I can bring Pioli down. And then <laughs> we've always had, there's always been an affinity. And look, if, if, you're, gonna, if, you, if you're going to embrace an, an, uh, a team, it would have been Belichick and the Patriots. But the thing that made it work was a guy named Tom Brady at the end of the day, along with the machine that Belichick created. And by the way, Scott, we know you listen. Tell us we're wrong. We know you listen. Tell us, tell us we're wrong, Scott Pioli, about this. Because I don't think we are. I don't think we are about what we would get, how this would operate, whether or not it would work. We are all going on the idea that it's just going to fall into place and things are going to pop off just like that. I just, I, Mike, I'm having a hard time. Whoever gets this job, guys, there's still work to do. But you're telling me right now you wholeheartedly trust Bill Belichick, especially Mike. And the reason why I asked you this question about I don't need him is if he comes in and says that, you wholeheartedly trust him to go get this quarterback right when they just drafted Mac Jones? Correct. And then try to help Mac Jones by having a defensive coordinator run his play calling. Another thing, real quick, just to get the age into the thing, I know that, you know, like, we all hope to live to be 90 these days, and 72 doesn't mean, like, you know, you're out there in a walker. You're you're living your life having fun. I will say this. For guys who went to two Super Bowls with two different organizations, Bill Parcells was 52 when he took the Patriots to that Super Bowl crawl after having done it with the Giants. Mike Holmgren, he leaves the Packers. He's in his early 50s when he takes Green, uh, the uh, Seahawks to play the Steelers. And as I mentioned to start the week, Dan Reeves was 53 when he took the job here. And Dan Reeves embraced innovation. He said, let's go get Mike Vick. So I don't want Belichick based on where he's been. To Carl's point, stop living in the past. B. Smith asked the question, Mike. Fellas, what about Ryan Nielsen? Guys, they may interview Ryan for the job, but they've got to ask these other teams for permission. So that's why you're hearing about their names first. It doesn't mean that he may not get an interview or that he might not be here. We talked about this with uh, with Ralston today. All right. We're coming back. Nick Saban steps away. Wait until you hear why next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. We try to take you behind the story. And yesterday, right about this time, Mike and I and the rest of the world was going, <gasps> he did what? Nick Saban retired. Now, 24 hours later, we're talking about why he made this decision. And, Mike, uh, before we get into that, you know, um, yesterday we were talking about all the things that he meant to college football and just kind of, you know, chopping it up in regards to Nick Saban. Today, by the way, Kirby Smart came on the Steakhouse, and he was on with Rusty Manziel and Steak talking about what he meant to him, and then he talked about the Georgia program. Go check that interview out on odyssey.com. I just think um, we all know he's the you know legendary greatest coach, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the interesting thing about today, as we move this story forward, guys, is Alabama um, has yet to make a, a decision on who's coming in to replace him. I, I said to Mike, I think this happens in the next 24 hours. A couple of coaches, though, are already out. Dan Lanning put out a video. Oregon, I, I'm staying. Uh, Mike Norvell, I'm staying. All these guys that have been mentioned, okay, except for DeBoer, who's at Washington, has not said anything, which is interesting, and he's a guy that was apparently high on the list. But, Mike, no word as of yet where they may go with this hire. So you can ask the bottle, (laughs) but don't ask me. Yeah. Uh, In in lieu of uh, Nick's fascination with Coke bottles, uh, there's some uh, oatmeal, cream pies, and Cokes, uh, plastic Cokes, at the bottom of Nick Saban's statue right now out there in Tuscaloosa. Video, you may have already seen that. Um, Yeah, I I think, you know, a couple of things. You know, you've got to find a guy who's certainly in tune. Not that Nick would ever admit talking to Reese Davis, we're going to play some sound from that, where he's going to say, yeah, you know, the NIL thing is wearing me out, and then uh, the idea that I can recruit on kick-butt recruiting, and then the same guys could be out the door next year. Yeah, I mean, if ever there's a time to go out, this was the perfect time. I think, sure, that weighs on his mind because it's part of the workload. You know, the guy that interests me is Lane Kiffin. And two schools have thought, if you're Lane Kiffin, now that Saban has finally stepped away, you now maybe be able to get the Rebs to win that Western division. Well, that's the thing. The divisions are gone now. It doesn't matter. It's a moot point. Yeah. But, you know, you could argue that with uh, Saban out, the odds are better for you or because you're so good at transfer portal uh, you're a great recruiter, offensive mind, put guys in the league, go to Alabama with their resources, you can actually do the same thing there at Alabama. I, I think he could. I really do. I mean, he's winning 11 games at Ole Miss. Right. I mean, and making it look like it's not even a big deal. In the bowl game, they showed out. I just I, – I don't disagree. And it, I mean, it's crazy to think where Kiffin was and now where he is. And this is what I'm talking about with Bill Belichick. I'm judging Kiffin on what he's doing now. This isn't what he was. It's what he's doing what could he do with more resources? Right. That's the question. But no word yet with Alabama as to who that guy may be. Let's uh, let's hear Nick Saban here talk about why he made this decision. This was earlier today exclusively on ESPN. Uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever. And that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, It was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, Took a little little more out of me than usual. And, you know, when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way 
you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season. And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I, I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time. Uh, but I thought maybe this was the right time. So there's no, there's no illness. It's just the grind and the gruel of the season. There's no illness. Miss Terry's fine. I'm fine. Um, but it was the, can you sustain the season, you know, from just a, a mental grind standpoint. Um, and I, you know, when I was young, you know, I could work till two in the morning, get up at six and be there the next day and be full of energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. So basically, it was all Jalen Milrow and Seth McLaughlin's fault, Carl, for all the stress and aggravation <laughs> they caused this year. No, I mean, remember, bringing in new assistants. And look, he's been amazing. We talked about the Saban car wash yesterday and the ability to bring in coaches and recycle coaches and, and help guys rejuvenate their careers like Lane Kiffin, like Sarkeesian, like Bill O'Brien. And in this case, you know, he had to get – they didn't even really have a quarterback. They benched Jalen Miller. That awful game against USF, and yet you find a way to beat Georgia, you know, and, and be – let's be honest, you know, a few bad snaps away from probably beating Michigan and winning another national championship because who doesn't believe Alabama wouldn't have beaten Washington? Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I just felt like that. You know, and again, you, you're right there at the mm-hmm. end, and it doesn't happen. Do you think this was a tough decision, though? For a guy like that, we used to joke around. We said it yesterday. They can have my whistle when they pull it from my – and my straw hat when they pull it from my cold, numb fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, a lot of these guys, that's why we always said him and Belichick, who would be the first one to step away because they, they don't know how to do anything else. You know, there, there's a story, real quick, and it's funny. It came out today. You may have – if you heard this one because you know Nick Saban's stuff, especially if you're an Alabama fan. But there's a story from Mark Skipper. He writes for Fifth Down College Football, and it comes from Bob Stoops. And it talks about when Nick Saban was a young assistant coaching defensive backs at Michigan State in the mid-80s before he became a head coach. Okay. So he's recruiting Ohio, and he's in Youngstown, tough town. And he runs into uh, Bob Stoops' dad, and next thing you know, or his uncle. And they have lunch at a bar, and they're talking football. And next thing you know, they're diagramming plays on the table. Well, anyway, while these guys are doing that, guy comes in and and robs the joint. (laughs) They're oblivious to the entire thing. So the cops come in and look at the questions. Some of the folks, the patrons of the bar, bartender says, forget those two. They didn't look up the entire time. So he's always been focused. You know that. That's he, crazy, Mike. But he does have a lighter side. You know, and we've seen that. We've heard that from guys that have coached with him. It's not like he's a robot or anything like that. Even, look, even Belichick does have a human side. We've heard that, too. You just never see it. Doesn't want you to see it. So good for uh, Saban, greatest coach of all time by any metric, and he deserves it. Pretty petty, though, or maybe do you laugh at this, the fact that they were papering Toomer's Corner last night in Auburn? They did? Yes. Video is out there, by the way. You can find it. Uh, it is pretty darn funny on uh, WVTM 13 out in Birmingham. They've got it. A few other do. Crimson Tide uh, fans kind of just shaking their heads. Tradition usually reserved for, you know, obviously Auburn Tiger victories. But when the announcement went down, they've got that video with the time elapse of folks basically doing the toilet paper on the trees over there at Toomer's Corner. <laughs> because some would argue that, you know, it's like Darth Vader has just kicked it. You know, he's out. And now maybe, maybe just maybe, I don't know if Hugh Freeze is going to be the guy, but the, certainly their nemesis is no longer at Alabama. Well, Freeze should have won this year. I mean, they should have beat Alabama this year. And Fourth and thirty-one. That, the last time you, the last time you played Nick Saban, they pulled that one out. Yeah, that's it's crazy. I mean, it almost makes up for the kick six, but maybe not. I don't know. Kirby was also. Uh, this is a mic that again, you, most times you're not privy to. We're not privy to. And this was after the SEC championship game. This is an inter- interaction between Kirby and, and Nick Saban. Listen to this. Uh, we're about to be right about one. 
I'm too old for this one. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all did a great job this year. Nobody's done as good a job as you have. This long, this to me, that's good. Try to enjoy it, man. Tell the coach. Appreciate all you did for me. Appreciate all you did for me. That's after Kirby got got beat, right? There's there's right. just this appreciation, man. That that you know, again, you, you can't describe. And I've said this when you start talking about all the coaches he's either revitalized or helped along the way. It's absolutely incredible. Like the names and the list, even guys that are obscure now, Mike. Right. Did you go? He's still coaching. Yeah, yeah that's from Saban. He he gave him another shot or helped right. him along the way, and now he's somewhere else. That's the thing. Like that legacy. Well, for Saban, that's what I think coach, from the coaching fraternity that's going right. to live because these guys all appreciate that. Yeah, the coaching tree is a giant oak. You know, uh, Belichick's NFL coaching tree is a stump, you know. But, yeah, you go back and you look at all the things that Saban's accomplished. Also, you know, as we said, Coach K stepping away a few years back. Now you got uh, Nick Saban's out. Guys who basically speak for their sport, right? I mean, right. whether he liked something or he wanted to at least get his stamp on where things were going or maybe try to change people's opinions on it. Nick Saban's the voice of college football. A lot of people have said – if we ever do get to the Super Conference, however that would play, and there's obviously there's a million things that have to work, who better than maybe Saban, if he wanted to, to be like the czar of college football? He easily could. There's no doubt. He easily could. Hey, guys, it's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can text us. You can find us on social media as well. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Em Up. See Dukes in this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Coming up, we're going to talk about the road to the big game. Is this the last window for Dak? We're going to talk about that and get into some of the matchups as well coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The game, the road to the big game is on, and it starts this weekend with Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Mike Jalen Hurts, his finger, he says it's progressing in the right way. You said yesterday this guy hadn't thrown a pass. He hasn't thrown a pass since that finger was injured. Why am I talking like uh, Joe <laughs> Testator? Uh, according to uh, Pro Football Talk, uh, he was limited in his throws today. Devontae Smith fully participated, and uh, A.J. Brown sits out for the Eagles. Now, again, that means he'll be fine until Monday. 
got an extra day. They do. They don't play till Monday night. But uh, yeah, it'd be very, very interesting. That right middle finger, Carl. <laughs> Sorry, we're not on. We're not on Twitch right now. Which one is oh, it? Oh, we are. Which oh, well, it's 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 this finger. It's, we're, I thought we're I thought we're on. Oh Twitch. no 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 no! Do what you just did, sir. No, it's, you can show. I'm doing probably with an injury. Oh. I'm, I'm turning to the camera. Uh, yes, it's this finger. That's the one that's hurting Jalen Hurts. What? It's part of an injury. It is part of an injury. Orin, please. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that, that's an interesting game. They are only a three point favorite. One? It's this, this one. This one right here. Why are we so, we're so childish work. right because now? Because it's fun. What's this one? It's fun. No, it's the, no, it's the no, <laughs> Which no. one is it? <laughs> hey, Beavis, oh, he's telling you you're number one. Uh, so Jalen Hurts dealing with that, uh, and we will find out if they can snap this bad juju. They've lost five of their last six. We spoke with John McClain, and as he said, just, what, three-and-a-half-point favorites yeah. in some books? Yeah. Are they in trouble? Like, seriously. Like, if they – and I said this. He, You know, John McClain kind of even uh, doubled down on it. Eagles lose after going to the Super Bowl last year. You finish the season the way you do. That roster's been built to win right. now. Nick Sirianni is going to be in the hot seat, bro. I mean, I, how can he not be? Well, I mean, it, it just depends on how Jeffrey Loria and his and Howie Roseman look at this. I mean, he certainly did a nice job. They went to the playoffs, you know, in Jalen's first full season. Yeah. And, you know, last year everything was But this was, was supposed to be like we're coming back well, and I, we're better. You know, I got to be honest. We talk about, like, the, you know, the Super Bowl, obviously, our experience of choking it away. If Jalen Hurts doesn't put it on the rug. They win. Eagles, I think, beat the Chiefs. That, that was such a mo- Chiefs had nothing going offensively. People don't remember it when that when that fumble occurred for Jalen Hurts. Chiefs were really struggling getting anything, any kind of a momentum in that game. Just I'm not banging on uh, Jalen Hurts. Just saying that, yeah, man, they they could maybe move on. I can't. You go to the, you go to your Super Bowl and, and two years later you're out. I mean, a year later you're out after this. I don't know about that. Unless they really feel that Sirianni's lost his way. He might. We'll see. But isn't all the trouble, some of the trouble also with the defense, too? It is. It is. They, they've been soft, guys. They're giving up about 30, 30 points a game over the last six games. So, all of a sudden, that stout run defense that they can't stop a nosebleed, they've got issues. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Steelers-Bills, 4 o'clock, Packers-Cowboys, and then you've got Rams-Lions. Mike, Rams, I'm taking the Rams right now. You can put me down, okay? Rams are going to not only cover, I think they win this game, but I do think it's going to be an interesting and fun game on Sunday uh, Sunday night. We only get three games, guys. It's Super Wild Card weekend. But Saturday we get two games. And the reason is, uh, Mike, as we talk about the Browns-Texans, can the Texans shock the Browns? at home? They're at home. But I say shock the Browns because nobody expected the Texans to be here. And then they'd either have to play the Chiefs or the Dolphins. Now, the weather is such a big deal, guys. It's going to be cold in Kansas City on Saturday. Uh, the winds are going to be an issue. They're talking about 20-mile-per-hour winds. It's hard to get pick against the Chiefs in those conditions, Mike, and, and certainly, you know, Patrick Mahomes is what he's been able to do. But tell me what you like there, man, because I, I'm looking at this game and I keep thinking, all right, the Dolphins are going to be able to run the football and right. they'll keep Patrick Mahomes off the field in, in the weather, and that's the only way they have a chance to get this done. If you go back a year ago when Tua Tungabailoa was out with the uh, concussion, it seemed that, that remember he's in the protocol for like a month and a half? That's right. And it was the backup that was in there, and they took Buffalo to the mat, almost beat Buffalo in cold conditions, weather with all, it was a factor in Buffalo. But this is going to be like different. I mean, like, you're, you're, you're you know, soul-crushing cold for a team from South Florida. It is. And believe you me, Falcons is the ultimate dome team. You know how bad we play in cold weather. Miami's never won a game under 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. So in the regular season, according to John McClain, who joined us again, I just – it's I, – I really do love what Tua has put together, and I like Coach Bra. He's been fun to watch on the midseason version of Hard Knocks. But they just struggle against the better teams. 
They, they just do. They do. And, and they beat the Cowboys with a lot of help from the refs, if we're honest. One of the things we talked about uh, in, in the huddle this week was the health of Tyreek Hill and Waddle. All these speed guys, are they healthy? Because, Mike, it's one thing to have speed with 70-degree weather. It's another thing when you're in this cold and you are not 100%. I don't know if Tyreek Hill's 100%. Right. So if you're not, he's not running past people, taking the top off the defense – because he's just not able to do those things, that's another thing that will play out in this game. Dolphins-Chiefs. I mean, the Dolphins have lost to the Bills twice. They lost to the Chiefs. Uh, they lost to the Titans. They lost. They got humiliated by the Ravens. They did. And, again, the Cowboys would be the one team you know, that you would consider of quality that they were able to win against. So, I just I think the Chiefs will find a way. I know the Chiefs have been like a comedy of errors in their passing game as far as, you know, it's one thing if Mahomes starts running for his life, no one ever comes back to help him. You know, so but uh, I still I'm going to go with Kansas. I just can't bet against Kansas City at home in those conditions. Packers, Cowboys. Uh, I, you know, we saw Jordan Love early in the season, remember? And we came back and beat him. It was one of the highlights. But since week 11, guys, Jordan Love has 18 touchdowns, one pick. He's been on fire, Mike. And I think going into to, to the Cowboys with the way they finished the season uh, last week against the Bears, this is going to be a closer game than I think, uh, than most people think. Cowboys should win the game. Let's be honest. They're at home. They're good. Uh, but – we were talking about Dak, and let's get into this, Mike, because is this the last window for Dak when you start talking about the Cowboys? Now you will have gone to the playoffs, what, three years in a row if you're one right. and done? They paid you. You start to believe, like, okay, is this going to this window for, for the Cowboys, and specifically for Dak, going to close? Well, I mean, Mike McCarthy, you know, everyone's making it sound like he's on thin ice. All the, you know, he took over everything. You know, they got rid of, was it Kellen Moore, and he took over everything with the play calling. And Dax, we said this the other day, Dax had his best season as a Cowboy. Maybe he's going to be the MVP of the league. But he's got to win this play. This is the you could argue maybe they're never going to get past the 49ers, especially if you have to go to San Fran to play that game. Yeah, and you saw what the you know the 49ers did. This team, I got to be honest, they've got this. They've got to get to the end at the minimum NFC Championship because the, however you're going to squander this talent, you got Micah Parsons, you got that great Dan Quinn defense, and if McCarthy doesn't win, if they lose this game. But here's the thing, if they lose this game and maybe the defense is the fault, then they're going to elevate Dan Quinn to the head coach? That makes no sense. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, that's that's why this is, this is to me, like the game that will be the defining moment for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys because this is their best chance to get back to a Super but, Bowl, th- right. this team, in 30 years. But don't you think that Dan Quinn is going to come up with a plan that's going to have Jordan Love poop his pants? I would think. Right? I would think. But I don't know. I mean, again, Jordan Love's got 32 touchdowns. He's yeah. thrown for over 4,000 yards. It's been an amazing season the yeah. way he's uh, at times yeah. always looked early in the year. And then, you know, they had a uh, – Packers had, what, a three-game – well, actually, they had a four-game losing streak at one point this season before they got things rolling. It's Dukes and Bell. Guys, we're talking NFL playoffs. Super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Ste- weekend. Steelers have no shot against the Bills, man? Uh, no. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. No T.J. Watt, by the way. Yeah, another amazing run for Tomlin to get them, you know, where they were, considering they were pretty much dead in the water with a couple weeks left. The only beef on the Steelers had me is why didn't you go to Mason Rudolph sooner? Because Agreed. everybody Agreed. knew that. And, and again, they they finally moved on from Canada. So I guess if if anything, you feel better that you know, ding dong, the witch is dead. The guy's been really holding up your offense. But you know, when the season starts next year, you're still going back to the guy you drafted and picking a quarterback. No, no doubt. Uh, but I, I've, I've been long answer to a short question. I'm taking. I think Buffalo has righted the ship I do since too. Brady came in, and I think it was Mark Schlereth told us on uh, on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. 
that they basically kind of took away some of the moving parts in that offense so Josh Allen can't you know hurt himself with bad decisions and throwing the ball, getting back to running the football. So if you play with that model, I think Bills get it done. I do too. They made it easier is I think right. what, that was what Stink, Stink was talking about. Uh, meanwhile, guys, around the NFL, it is all about coaching hires. It is about jobs that are open, including ours here with the Atlanta Falcons. As we've been talking with you today, um, the news today was the parting of ways with Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. They had a presser. They hugged. They shook hands. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. They won a lot of games together, and they both benefited from a great relationship. But Belichick is moving on. And now as a free agent, literally he can talk to any team that has one of these openings that he wants to. And, you know, there's no requesting him as far as the Falcons have to do with some of the guys that are currently in the NFL working uh, with other teams. So we, we may or may not know, Mike, all the teams that he's speaking to until some of this happens, right? right. It may happen, and then we may be, may be getting this secondhand. But the point is, as we've talked about this today, and this becomes uh, one of those, those subject matters that a lot of people don't want to face because Falcon fans were freaking out this morning when they got word that this was actually going to happen and he wasn't going to be the coach anymore. And they're like, immediately, immediately reports start hitting Mike. Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta. Dear Orlando Ledbetter had it in the AJC. He was here. I'm here, and it's going to be Belichick, I think. You know that all the black love New England. So, <laughs> so that's where it could be. And, uh, it, like, you know, one guy just hit us up on the on the Twitter. Follow us, Carlos. Put him up. See, dude, we don't call it X. And I'm Mike Belly. The other guy says, hey, brah, we get Kirk Cousins and Belichick, and we get to work. Okay. All right. I mean, right. you tell me those. You can thread the needle on that. I'm, you know, that, that's that's attractive. You know, I mean, you know, and Josh McDaniels, look, you, you and I were talking about it. Yes, Josh McDaniels is a weasel. He backed out of the Colts job. He's an absolute disaster as a head coach, as are all Bill Belichick assistants, right? Not talking Saban. That's college. You know, and Saban was 500 in the NFL. Bill Belichick's NFL coaching tree is a stump. We know that. But you put Josh McDaniels under Bill's thumb, good things do seem to happen. You know, as far as playing to your strengths, I, I, look, I'll say this, and without, without a doubt, Josh McDaniels is a better offensive coordinator than Arthur Smith was. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. I uh, mean, but that's, but you've got to, again, we have no idea what Bill's intentions are. Bill will give, you, for you guys who are, you know, simping over Terry Fontenot, and I understand it because we feel we don't like him being marginalized, Belichick will have total roster control. I can't imagine he's coming to Atlanta and not saying, I run everything. I don't either. But uh, I don't like the way he drafts, brother. Not lately. Um, as we've been talking about Belichick today, and I've been giving you straight facts about living in the past and why it's hard for me to look at the last five years and go, absolutely, this is the guy that I want when you're just basing it off of what he has achieved. And I get that, you know, um, but I have to be careful as a fan to say, man, he was really good um, and he's not good anymore. And there are numerous examples in sports about guys that either were past their prime, Mike, or went somewhere else and it just didn't look the same or just didn't work the same, right? And so – this idea, like, this is the magic elixir that's going to happen over the Falcons, and he shows up, and boom, we get everything right, and it takes off. I, I don't know if it's that easy. And the bigger thing for me is, as we get back to, you know, one thing is the coach. The other big thing is the quarterback. It's the right. quarterback. And what is that going to look like right. if this was to happen? It's hard to see Minnesota letting Kirk Cousins leave unless they're going to do a complete rebuild and just tear it completely down. I mean, Russell Wilson would be out there, but, you know, that's that means you got to, you know, who knows if they're just going to release him and eat it or you're going to have to trade for him. But I just I, – I will say this when it comes to Belichick. Yeah, I do want a coach who's got experience, but the one I want is Jim Harbaugh, who yeah. has won everywhere he's been. Everywhere. And, again, I said this really – I think it bears repeating. For the nerds 
He'll go, yes, but Harbaugh cheated. Well, you know, Belichick's kind of familiar with that, too. <laughs> you know, right? Maybe go back and maybe you're young. Nobody told you. Go back and read on Spygate. The other thing is, do you? let me throw this in as we go into break. And we're going we to big 6 o'clock. Our buddy Brian Jones is going to join yeah. us. Yeah. Talk about Saban and college football. Do you think that because they've never hired a coach who's been a coach, it would maybe say a guy like Slovic from uh, the Texans is completely out? Because even though you could argue he's been attached to two great quarterbacks two years in a row, sure. Brock Purdy, sure. what he's doing with Stroud, and or do you make up for the fact we, we, we blew it on Matt LaFleur years ago? You could have had him as an OC. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Mike. I Does think... that mean Ben Johnson and everybody else is out because, you know, no. the, Arthur has whiffed on coaches who've never been coaches? I, I don't think they're out, but I do think he's going to think twice about these guys that do have coaching experience. That's why I'm going to tell you guys, like Raheem Morris, who was a head coach in Tampa, was the interim coach here. There's that's a guy that they're really going to look at and say, okay, you know what? We didn't we didn't look at this. You left us and you went and did your thing, and now you're coming back. But he has head coaching experience. Right. I think that's going to matter in this hire. But we, real quick, look at Eberflus. If I'm bringing, if we're going to be drafting a quarterback, yeah. we've got to have a guy who's got a, a great OC. I agree. Because look at Eberflus and the way that thing went south by having a guy who never done it before. All right, we're coming back six o'clock hours straight ahead. It's Dukes and Bell, and Brian Jones is going to stop by six twenty to talk all things saving college football. We're going to come back and have more discussion about this because some of you are saying, Dukes, you're diminishing Belichick's impact on the Patriots dynasty. Am I? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 